Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. My name's Dan, thank you very much for being there. We are your fact mates. We have searched through the internet. We have dived deep, scraping the barrel of all knowledge forever throughout history. We will bring you the best facts. You just decide whether they're worth remembering, sharing, passing on, or if they should be chucked in that big bin of nonsense. Uh, I have stuff for you this week about, well, three celebrities, really. We'll talk about Jack Nicholson, about who Michael J. Fox really is, and there's news about a very special phone. Connor, what do you got? Yeah, I've got a bit of a celebrity one this week as well. We're going to talk Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, something about Harry Potter, which I thought was super duper cool. And if you own a Bugatti, what type of person you really are. Super duper cool. It's all on the way. It's a brand new episode of Baffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, listen, mate, when you talk about this, um, you know, this deep dive into knowledge and, you know, we go and scour the internet, how much is left? How much is left here? Because we're almost approaching 400 episodes and I worry that I've maxed out on Google searches. Right. Two things. You'll note that I use the phrase scraping the barrel. So we we are we are deep down. We are deep down at the bottom of the the barrel of a a multi-Belgian beer, in fact, in, in the world, I would say. Yeah, And also, I am conscious that, look, this might be your first time listening, so I don't want to put you off. We're going to bring you some great facts. And, you know, uh, if, if these facts are perhaps not to your quality, go back and listen to the first few when we were, like, springing high. We were, like, bouncing bunnies full of facts, powering us like a little Duracell. Yeah, uh, it's quite um, it's quite tough now as well to find the good facts. So a uh, little pat on the back, actually, because this week I was I was a little bit, hmm, what do I Google today? Exactly. So pats on the backs and claps for uh, the nurses, for those in the armed forces serving all around the world, and for people who, through no reason at all, have put together a fact-based comedy podcast in the loosest possible term. So, mm. uh, yeah, thank you for being there, Connor. What's your first fact of the show? Uh, so I did Google facts about Harry Potter and it, it pinged up a good one. Reason for this, been watching all the Harry Potters on Netflix. So go watch them. They are there. Great. In Harry Potter, Alan Rickman uh, was the only person other than J.K. Rowling to know Snape was defending Harry because he was in love with Lily Potter to make his performance genuine. I have, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Uh, yeah, I've heard slightly about this before that, I don't think J.K. Rowling went into too much detail about it, but early on, before anyone else knew to help Alan Rickman get into character as Snape, she said something like, he's doing this because he loves Lily. 
Harry Potter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you actually think about it as well, because I've done a little bit of um, extra research, pat on the back for that. Um, and there was a lot of forums, a lot of big Harry Potter fans. That storyline, when you think about it, was actually a really, really big one, wasn't it, in Harry Potter? Like really big. Yeah. It was like something that run in the background. It was, but it wasn't in your face. It wasn't like you didn't think Harry Potter was about that. When you think of Harry Potter, you think about the bigger thing, the the Harry and the Voldemort and all of that. Whereas that was a big, really big narrative that drove a lot of the Harry Potter films and a lot of the uh, kind of situations that happened because of it. So really cool that he knew and obviously brought out, well, yeah, one of the best performances we've probably seen. I remember being very excited for the seventh book to come out and I went there at midnight and everything. And oh, did you do did you do book read then film? You were the book reader then the film. You didn't do just films. No, I, I, I yeah, I read the books as they yeah. came out, and I went there at midnight. Uh, and uh, I think I was I must have been like fifteen at the time, and and my parents had to drag me out of bed because that's the type of teenager I was. So I slunk down to my lo- local Waterstones in my sweats. And I, like the question that everyone was asking was, is Snape good or bad? Like that was a, a big driving force behind the final book. Um, th- the thing is though. Alan Rickman's a fantastic actor and he mm. does a great job at Snape, but mm. I don't think he needed to know that. Like it doesn't, I don't think it really changes his performance because most of it is just quite a grizzled uh, Potter, uh, Mr. Potter, you know, I'm not getting much variation in, in that tone that, Oh, he knows this. Like, did he need to know? I agree. No, no, no. I get what you're saying, but I do think that like, which I think is really, really cool and also very, very cool J.K. Rowling to do. But when you think about like what it was in the film, yeah, so like that concept that he loved Lily Potter, you know, people didn't know that was why he was protecting Harry. It was a bit of a secret within the film mm. um, as we watched it that the character Snape held, right? That was his own secret. So kind of in real life as well, having a parallel of that with him also keeping the secret on set, I think it's kind of cool. I think it must, it must as an actor. I'm not an actor. Dan, obviously you've got experience in the world of acting. Yeah, you may be able to relate, but I can imagine it would help with a performance a little bit. Yeah. When, when you, when you act, you have your acting goals and your character goals. Like what do I as an actor want to do in this scene? And why is my, what's the goal of my character? Why is he doing that? What's their motivation? So mm. I imagine that really would have helped that out. I know it did uh, when I, uh, was running around in the school in Rose in Rosemary in time. I, I See know, the issue. I know that was very the, vital. Yeah, yeah. Let's swiftly move on from that. Um, uh, the, the issue that, that that I would have with this, if I was Alan Rickman and I was performing uh, at the level like that. Now I'm a good secret keeper. I'm a trustworthy person. Tell me something. It's with me. Don't worry about it. But when I know I know something, and I'm in a an area of people, and I've got to keep this thing, eats me alive. I reckon so it would I've... run you to the ground. Like you're a fairly, like a fairly, like anxious. I guess like you're a, you're a, you're not you're not a twitchy. But I I yeah. reckon I wouldn't trust you with a secret because I reckon you could keep the secret. But I reckon the actual responsibility of keeping that secret would would just eat you alive. Yeah, I I, I would probably agree with you there. So uh, hats off to Alan Rickman not only for being a fantastic actor, may he rest in peace, but also for keeping a great secret and providing a fantastic character. I must have mentioned this on the podcast before. I had a mate and I would go around his house quite regularly and he lived opposite where they filmed Privet Drive, where the Dursleys lived in, in the first book. And I mm. read and, I, and all you would see out the window is tourists flocking there, flocking there to go and get a look. And Do I, my I, bloody head in, wouldn't well, you? Yeah, water in the, water well, in the I, shrubs outside. Gosh. I saw a, uh, a news headline recently that said the guy who owns it now, the family... They're really annoyed by the tourists, but 
they bought that house like five years ago. So it yeah. was already massive. Like, you know what you're getting into here. You paid massively above market rate because it was this Harry Potter house. And now you're annoyed. Just if that was me, I would do what they've done for the Gavin and Stacey house in Barry. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but she charges people to have a look around. She's like properly decked out like Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. I would do that to try and pay back my mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, sir, you've paid off that mortgage. We understand what you earn per year. Even I've paid back that mortgage quick. Have I? Eh, don't know. Got lucky. You know, pay rise, pay rise, and all that. Right. First fact of the show for me. It's all about Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was raised by his grandparents. Okay. But he thought they were their parents. Oh wow! And his sister yeah. was actually his mother. No way. Yeah, so uh, his mum, he was the son of a showgirl, June Nicholson, stage name June Nilsson. And she was quite young when she had him, so she was 17 and unmarried. Her parents agreed to raise Nicholson as their own child without revealing that they were actually the grandparents. June was his sister, and get this, he learnt it way late. Like, he was born in 1937. He discovered this when he was 37 in a Time magazine interview. Researchers le- yeah, researchers learned about this. They, you know, sat down and, by the way, you know that your sister, June, is actually your mum. Imagine that's the way it's revealed to you. Just plonked out. We interview people all the time. You know, you've got yeah. eight minutes with a famous person because they're releasing Happy Feet 2 and you just drop a little bombshell on it. But, you know, <laughs> you'll never guess. You know, yeah, your, yeah. You know your sister? Well, it's <laughs> actually your mum. What are you doing? Do we... Do we know why they done this though? Like, like why they sort of made that adjustment as a family? I think back in the day, in the 30s when he was born, I imagine having a, a you know, into this community. So there was kind of Irish, English, German and Welsh community there. Uh, and I think it, it, it wouldn't have been looked on too kindly if a 17-year-old had a kid out of wedlock. So I just think it was, it was just helpful for everybody that mm. they pretended that they were the parents and I think that's just how it worked out. But imagine like the relationship when you're like young and you're annoyed that your sister has done something, yet the sister the whole time has to carry on this lie that she's actually your mum. I mean, we spoke about you keeping up secrets earlier. I mean, mate, you would be dead by the time you were 20 if you were keeping that secret. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'd be, I'd be absolutely finished. Yeah, that would that would not do well with me. And also, I wouldn't do well when I found it out as well. I'd be thinking back of, oh, my God, what did I once say to my sister who's actually my bloody mum? What have I been up to? Imagine the secrets. Imagine going out, getting a bit too drunk. Don't, don't tell mum. Don't tell mum. You know, <laughs> I, I took... I, she yeah. said no alcohol. Not that in the 30s there was many house parties happening, but I was told not to take the uh, the beer. Took five. Jack Nicholson as well. What a guy. What's what an actor? He said, he said that he was pretty chilled about it. Uh, yes. Five, it's a load five, of absolute yeah. no. Well, he, yeah, he, said that it, that. he said that it was a pretty dramatic event. It wasn't what I'd call traumatising. He said he was pretty well psychologically formed, so he just took it in his stride, which doesn't surprise me, because if you see him in films, he is pretty like even keel, isn't he? It's got to be a bit, though, isn't it, where you're sitting there like, bloody hell, you know, like, yeah, I've not got, no, I'm even overwhelmed hearing about it. I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, feeling that feeling. I'll be completely and utterly overwhelmed and a bit sad, maybe a little bit. My my mum has been my, my mum has been my sister and my grandparents have been, my, I'd be very confused. Well, stick around, Connor. I've got a big reveal for you later in the show. Oh, God. 
Second fact of the show, what have you got for us, Con? Uh, just a funny one, actually, about Nicole Scherzinger. And just to sum up, um, bands, really. Nicole Scherzinger sang 95% of the songs featured on the Pussycat Dolls' first album. I don't like Nicole Scherzinger. I, well, I like her for a lot of reasons, one of which is because she's a very beautiful human being and also a very talented lady. Come on, Dan. I don't know. There was a t- like, There's a great clip of her doing the Phantom of the Opera. You can watch that on YouTube and she reaches heights that I think cats can't hit. I always remember a standout moment because obviously everybody's got a standout Nicole Scherzinger moment in their life. Who hasn't? Uh, It was probably when she'd done the final uh, song on The X Factor with Sam Bailey. That was pretty good. Well, this is what does my head in. I feel like if you grew up in the UK and you're of our age, there was a time in the early 2010s when you couldn't Early move, 2010s. When oh, you we've got, we've got, for her. That's and, called the tens, by the way. Yeah. So we've got noughties. There's a, there's a natural name for that. that We call them the tens now. We don't call them the teenies. <clears throat> oh, maybe the teenies. There we go. Sounds a bit crap, doesn't it? Sounds a bit nerd. Anyway, the tens. There was a time when you were my age growing up in the tens where you couldn't move for her or Will I Am. Do you remember that? They were <laughs> just ev- like two minutes. Like, Will I Am, you know, an American, fine cross-cultural, but during the London 2012 Olympics, Will I Am an American carried the torch around the country when it was on its little relay around the... That should not have... I couldn't believe... My dad was absolutely fuming. Not Brexit means Brexit. He wasn't... He's not that way inclined, but he was raging about this. And I, I can just, imagine your dad. I can I, imagine him sitting there, little cup of tea. He's got his newspaper. Who the bloody hell is this then, Dan? Who's this? Holding that's the torch. exactly what it was. It's meant to be like the cream of the crop of British life, British culture. Great British people to celebrate London. I understand. I understand I'm sounding very Nigel Farage and I don't mean to, but it's just, it, they were just everywhere. And it's ne- it's never left me. So it's great that it's not a surprise that she sung ninety five percent of the Pussycat Dolls songs because she's a fantastic singer. I don't yeah. want to judge the other lot, but I simply can't tell you who they well, are. I don't know their names. Do you know um, what it um? Do you know what it reminds me of? It 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 reminds me of the uh the the moment with One Direction. Did you ever see the one where you know when they were on the judges' houses, and it went super duper viral? But Louis Tomlinson at the time had trod like uh, trod on like a sea urchin, and he had been at hospital, so he hadn't really practiced in judges' houses. <laughs> he hadn't really practiced the song. So when they performed in front of Simon, there's a really funny video of One Direction singing, and Louis just got the mic. And he's just mouthing the words. But what I could never understand about it was he was mouthing the words that Harry was singing, but only Harry was singing. But the other three were just doing like ooh-la-las. Why would you get him not doing the <laughs> ooh-la-las? Like just because that makes sense. You can believe that he's doing the ooh-la-las. But instead, he's voicing the words that Harry's singing, obviously on his own. Right? But anyway, I... isn't that the idea of a band? Steal loads of money and not do much if you're not a great singer? Eh, I'll be that one. I'd be that one. I have strong opinions about the formation of One Direction. I don't know if you've seen recently on TikTok, there's been a thing going viral that Nicole Scherzinger put together One Direction and at boot camp, you can see them putting the Polaroids of different contestants that they think yeah, might work yeah, in a yeah. band. And she goes, well, Harry's in it, bam. And then she's kind of going through and then she's swapping out. I think it's like Liam and one other guy. Imagine, so being, close. imagine being that other guy, seeing that floating around TikTok. Just like every day you're reminded, oh, by the way, you could have been in like the most successful boy band of the last 20 years. That would be crippling. Also, another strong opinion about One Direction. I don't think Zayn should have been in it. I don't know if you remember X Factor in boot camp. He wouldn't dance. 
they were doing the dancing bit and he stormed off saying, I ain't dancing, I don't dance, I ain't dancing. If that was me, you're out, you're gone. Shows a lack of willingness, a bad attitude, I find, Connor. Oh, bloody hell. Christ. I tell you what, I tell you what, with an answer like that, you're the next judge if X Factor comes back. You'd be great. And what is Zayn, what's Zayn Malik doing now, eh? Is he still with Gigi Adid? What is Zayn Malik doing now? Sitting on his millions, just living, living. Yeah, he can't really complain. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. So lack of willingness, sir. Sorry, you're out the band. I can tell you what Zayn Malik is not doing right now. Dancing. Second fact of the show for me. Uh, It's all about Michael J. Fox. You know Michael J. Fox? Bloody good looking folk, isn't he? Oh. The actor, you know, made his fame in uh, uh, the Back to the Future movies. He's recently got a fantastic film out about his journey with Parkinson's. Can't remember the name of it. Anyway, Michael J. Fox. Uh, real name is not Michael J. Fox. His real name is Michael A. Fox. Can you guess why he didn't want to be called Michael A. Fox? Hold on a minute. I've just said he's a bloody good looking fella. I've cocked up. I thought you were talking about the guy from Creed. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? <laughs> That's um, uh, what's his Michael name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's my actor. bad. My Michael J. Fox. I wouldn't describe as a bloody good-looking guy, but there we go. Each to their own. Moving on. I did raise an eyebrow when you said that about a uh, like a seventy-year-old man, but you know we move mm. past. Michael J. Fox from the Back to the Future movies. His real name is Michael A. Fox. The reason he didn't want to be called Michael A. Fox was because he thought it sounded a bit naff and corny. Hi, I'm Michael a Fox. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to change it. He was a fox, mate. It's something that I think you should do. What? But no, but no one can. What Simpson? I guess people think I'm a Simpson. What? No, no yeah. one's going to think I'm a fox. A character, you know, Dan Simpson. It's like what? Are you Simpson's character called Dan? You know, it's questions. Lots of question marks. Uh, uh, you don't want question marks. Whereas it, mine's good. Because Connor Knight. It's just like, is Connor a knight? If I'm a knight. Bloody good to be a knight. Yeah, you know? and, and you know it's important because on all your social media, it's capitalised, isn't it? So it's like, bam, it's Connor Knight. Yeah, because that's what happens. When people meet me, I don't go, hi, my name's Connor Knight. I go, hi, my name's Connor Knight. That's what I do. Yeah, it was a, it, the, the Simpson thing was a much bigger issue when I was about eight, when I was at primary school, because my parents yeah. decided to deck me out in Simpsons rucksacks and everything, and it's the only present I ever got given was Homer and Bart Simpson stuff. Uh, I've kind of moved on to it now as a, as a 30-odd-year-old man. I am... Um, Back to the fact, though, I, I think very, very wise decision there because being called Michael, off, but then again, but then again, if you have that name in the modern world, could be quite fun, could be quite a little, you know, is there something on TikTok that people would pick up and make your name even more? Probably, probably, would it be, would it be a meme? Probably, you know, it's good. Oh, so I've had a mare today. I was on my way to record an episode of Loose Lips and realised we need to make that promo. A promo? Right, what do we need to say? Maybe mention that we have a main episode out every Tuesday where we discuss all the things that influence women trying to figure life out. Okay, yeah, yeah, good idea. Maybe we can mention that we've got an extra lippy episode out on Fridays where we discuss listener dilemmas. Should I put that in there? Oh, yeah. And we're not great at it, are we? Talk for yourself. I'm pretty good. (laughs) Get in touch with us with your dilemmas at loose at createproductions.com. If you like this podcast, you'll love our one. Just search Loose Lips wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, before we crack on with our last facts of the show, Connor, remember we went stateside a few weeks ago? We were on the, ho- the search for a co-host over in New York. Yeah. Well, it's paid dividends, not in New York. Uh, Kevin is emailed in from Louisiana. Kevin, thank you for getting in touch at baffledpod.com. Easiest way, you'll find the contact page there. Kevin says, you guys are my favourite podcast. I, oi, love oi. All, I love all of you equally. So that's half mm. and half now, no longer thirds, because the traitor left us. He says, the, the fact I have to share is that Louisiana is home to the world's largest bridge over a body of water. Mm. You still with me, Connor? I'm there. Right, largest bridge. Known as the Pont Train Causeway, the bridge You're is kind roughly... Of, uh, slipping away, slipping away. Well, the bridge is 24 miles long. Right. That's a long way. 24 miles. So what's the fact? It's home to the longest bridge over water. This bridge is 24 miles long. That's almost as long as a marathon. That's as, that's oh. as far as is. That's a bridge spanning probably both sides uh, across the M25 in, in London. That is, uh, yeah, it's a bloody long bridge, isn't it? Kevin also says, there you go, Kevin. Thank you. It's a bloody long bridge, isn't it? Kevin also says he knows people that won't cross it because they're too afraid. I don't know. What I mean, that's the fact. You know, bridge scares people. Oh, that's a good opener. It's all what, about the opener. What are they afraid of? Well, it's a bloody long bridge. Halfway through, you've got to go either 24, 12 miles one way or 12 miles the other way. Yeah, that's, that's maths. But I don't know why well, that would make you scared. It's 12 bloody... I'm oh, sorry, Mr. I run marathons just for fun over in bloody places in Europe. No, 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 it's, a long, it's a long way. On a 12 car, miles is a long way. In a car. Are you scared yeah, when we, you need your car to go 12 miles? No, you're so not. So something happens. Okay, right, you put yourself in my shoes. We spoke very openly about my digestive system. 12 miles in, that boot's in. I'll tell you what, mate. You wouldn't want to be stuck in a traffic jam there. That's all I'm saying. Kevin, thank you so much for your email. Uh, very glad that you love listening to the podcast. I and also, said- Kevin, as well, while you're at bafflepod.com, buy some socks, please, for God's sake. Someone's got to buy some bloody socks. Um- I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, Kevin. Get yourself to bafflepod.com. There is merch for your bridge crossing. Lovely pair of comfy socks that will be with you on, on, on your trek. And a nice little water bottle. You can fill it up and that will keep you quenched on a hot Louisiana day.
And also as well, you've got a nice colourful T-shirt. So if it's nice and hot as well, the flyers are going to attach to you. It's great. And if you break down, people can see where you are. Do we do tote bags? Who, who, who's that geezer in, a, in a, an absurdly coloured blue, pink and orange T-shirt? Oh, that'll be Kevin. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, I really shouldn't have said you, the, you know, the much love for the show because, you know, you know it's, it's a bit too... It's a bit too fawning. But anyway, Kevin, thank you so much. Baffledpod.com if you do want to get in touch, if you want to send us facts like Kevin from Louisiana, or if you're planning on trekking over the late Pont Char- 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 the Lake Pont Chartrain Causeway, get yourself a nice, a nice little water bottle and tote bag for the road. Last fact of the show, Connor, take it away. The average Bugatti owner, the average Bugatti customer, also owns 84 cars, three jets and a yacht. I don't want this show to become uh, like a very green climate podcast. I think there's a time and a place. But but I think in a time where we're all being told to you know, reduce our emissions, reduce our meat content, to think about where we fly, these jokers, they don't give a shit, do they? 84 cars, three jets and a yacht is a bloody lot. It's a lot to run to. And uh, funny you say that. When I was at uh, Glastonbury that's just been, I was talking to a guy who works in renewable energy and he said the biggest way to save the climate is to stop flying. Yeah, I know. I uh, I do know. Elton John knew that as he took a helicopter home as well. Uh, just... <laughs> Um, got yeah, it was good. Got home in thirty-seven minutes. How do you do that then? Don't right. This is out outside of the podcast. Connor and I were at Glastonbury separately. Didn't run into each other. Over two hundred thousand people there. Elton John got back to his home in Windsor before I got back to my tent. So there we go. Uh, at what point, when you're collecting cars, do you think I, I need I need a I need a twenty-seventh? Oh, you know what I need? Well, I need a 48th car. You you like cars more than I, much more than I do, Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you ever see a moment in your life when you realistically think, I need 84? No, absolutely not. I mean, this is the thing. I, I absolutely love classic cars. So if I had the money, if I had the space, I'd have a little bit of a collection. But I think it almost burns out the enjoyment and burns out the kind of, you know, the desire to, to have lovely things when you have 84 of them. I, I imagine that by that point, I'm like, I've kind of completed it. Uh, what more do I need? And I would imagine half the joy in owning a classic car, if you're so inclined, is, you know, tinkering, tinkering with it, maybe fixing a little bit. If you've got 84 cars, I, like, you're not the one taking care of them all, are you? No way. You're, you're, you're no! hiring someone else to do that. And even if you but are, that's the joy. You tinkering that, with, you tinkering that with yeah, the joy. You tinkering with 84 cars, that's going to take all your life. You're going to have no time to drive any of them. Yeah. And that's the joy. If you're, when you've got a car, the joy is cleaning that alloy, mate. I tell you, it really gets me going in the mornings. It really does a good old clean alloy. Is there a less sexy phrase in the world than a cleaning my alloy? Well, it depends how you interpret it. Last fact of the show. If you're ever in at the ABBA Museum in Stockholm and you didn't hear even a- know, did not even know it was a thing. I'm already, I'm already in. This is great. If you're ever in the ABBA Museum in Stockholm and you hear the phone ring, you should probably answer it. There is a red phone. It was used in the video for their song Ring Ring. If that ever rings, answer it because the only people that have that number are the four members of ABBA. Agnita, Frida, Benny and Bjorn. The other day, one of them called it up and they just chat right. to random people who are in the museum. Do the random people know? Do they do they know that it's them, or do they just have a random conversation and then afterwards get told or not get told? Or... I don't know. I I think it would be funner if there was no reference to it. You know, nowhere yeah. in the museum is this mentioned. But I imagine there's probably a sign that says, "Okay, okay, this is the is, phone." 
All right, here's the thing for you then. You, uh, you're walking along. There's a red phone box. It rings. Who would be the one person that you'd bloody love to be on the end of the phone? Uh, who, who could it be? Um, there are two ways to answer this question. It's either someone like really important or someone that you want to like actually ask questions and have a chat to. Go on. Give me someone. One person. Who, who do I want to really, really have a chat to? Um, or just, or just like some, someone who's going to boost not, my day. Someone who's, who's you're not really gonna... getting much. Yeah, they're ringing you on a red phone box. You're not like going to be sitting there doing a full-on interview, Piers Morgan style, getting all of the insights to their deepest, darkest secrets. I think it's just going to be a, a brief chat. But who would that person be? And this is actually more probably for the ego as well to be able to go over to people and be like, oh, I've had a phone call with so and so. Who would the person be? I think this is might be a bit left field, not what you're expecting. I'd love you to have a phone call with Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, and I tell you why. Because he so just. Sh- but he always seems so happy and so excited, and he's got words Mate, of motivation. Honestly, so I reckon a minute chat with him, he would no. boost me up. I don't even support them. He'd boost me up. Oh, he'd yeah. make me feel alive. He'd make me. It's the same with Sam Ryder. Imagine having a one-minute chat with Sam Ryder. Or, I'm just going to put it out there. Stephen Fry. We've maybe. got we've got previous episodes here where we had a guy on the ep- uh, on the podcast called Mark. Right, you probably know Mark, great guy. Right, so he was on, and he once got asked a question, which is Dan's game, and it was like, if you could have a drink, a snack, whatever, on this island, and Mark's answer was water. And that was probably one of the worst answers we've ever had to anything on the 300 odd episodes. You have now topped it with that. Jürgen bloody Klopp. I've given you a good justification for it. I think he'd be a really like, if I'm ever in a low point and I pick up this phone and Jürgen Klopp's there, he would boost me. He's a happy, he's a happy dude. He'd give me some great no. motivation. Maybe Sam Ryder, same reason. Really happy dude. Stephen Fry, I could have a lovely little chat with him. Who are you picking? Yeah, he's more Steve Martin, mate. Let him know how good cheap water does not he's done. Yeah, but that's it. I don't reckon he'd be a great conversationalist on the phone, though. Don't need to be a conversationist. I'd be like, what's happening? My name's Connor. I'm your biggest fan. Cheaper one a dozen. Well done for the film. Thank you. I watch it a hundred times a week. What if you had two red phones? One was Steve Martin. The other was Mike Myers. Who are you going to answer? Are you going to say Steve Martin, well done for Cheaper by the dozen? Or Mike Myers, Shrek 2 is one of my favourites? Oh, God. Or Eddie Murphy. Donkey. I'm a donkey, Shrek. You could do that. Well, mate, Eddie Murphy as well. Probably Eddie Murphy, because not only has he done one of my favourite films, Shrek, he also done the other one, Daddy Daycare. It's best of both worlds. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. It's baffledpod.com if you do want to say hello. Remember, if you are ever in the ABBA Museum in Stockholm and you see the red phone ring, make sure you answer it, because it's one of ABBA. It's A, B, B or A. Um, thank you very much. As I say, we will see you next week. The search for the co-host continues and is ramping up. I can tell you, if you sat there on tender hooks thinking, bloody hell, there's a lot of just these two gassing around. We need some more inclusion of different facts. That is coming. Um, Hold on. What are you saying? Is Abba Abba their names? I never knew that. Uh, well, well, it's Agneta, Frieda, Benny and Bjorn, but I thought, I thought the Frieda, the F was actually an A. Quick Google. Oh, Maybe Anifried. it's Yeah, they call her Frida. It's Anifried. So, yeah, it's Abba because you've got Agnita, Benny, Bjorn, and Anifried. A-B-B-A. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. Baffledbot.com is where you need to go to say hello and to get all that prestigious merch. It's actually... The merch is quite rare, Connor. Okay. Like collector's editions. Mm-hmm. You know, because so few people have got it. It's like those who have, it's a collector's edition. Really? Could be. You know, you mm. love your you love your Yeezys, you love your Prime, these high-end, very exclusive things. That's what the baffled tote bags are. Wow. Oh, by the way, before I shoot off, I would definitely answer the phone to Eddie Murphy because he also done the Haunted Mansion. That's it from me. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 